0: welcome in ladies and gentlemen to episode number 98 of let's go racing with david stock Tyler jones here with you so glad to have you with us coming up on today's show we have probably one of the best guests we've ever had on this show and i'm so excited to hear what he has to say as kenny wallace you know him you love him uh, long-time NASCAR driver, uh, TV personality on Fox Sports and Speed Channel. He'll join us coming up just a moment. We'll have our News and Notes segment, Ask David and more, coming up at the end of the show as well. Before we bring in Kenny, real quick, David Starr joins us as always. David, uh, you had a pretty eventful week. I'm pretty jealous you, you didn't take me to the Chiefs game Sunday. What, what a game that was.
1: Man, that was an incredible game. You know, everybody was on the – nervous and uh, man it came down to the end but hey uh thank God our, our Kansas City Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl so it was a pretty awesome weekend awesome game and it all turned out the way all the people I was around wanted it to turn out you know I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan and uh, but uh but I uh, wore a little red and supported the people that invited me so it, it all worked out
0: yeah sounds like you had a great time Dominic colorgon from the RacingExperts.com is here with us as well uh Dom. Our next guest, Kenny Wallace. You know, I, I'll say this, and 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 this. Hope this doesn't come across the wrong way, but you know, Kenny here. I remember more from his TV time in a good way. Uh, just every week, all the per- all the personality this guy brought the the scene of the NASCAR race day days and everything on speed. I mean, if you were a NAS- diehard NASCAR fan like you and I growing up, Dom. I mean, Kenny, you couldn't turn on the Speed channel without Kenny being on there. Oh,
2: exactly. Growing up as a fan of the sport and watching those race day shows Sunday morning, I'm like, wait, he's a race car driver and an analyst? That is pretty cool. That left a pretty cool impression on 10-year-old Dominic. But when I asked Kenny if he'd come on our show earlier this month, he said, heck yeah, he was going to come and do it. And I've known Kenny about a good 10, 11 years. And back when we had the Racing Experts podcast, TRE Live, he was our first guest in 2010. Long before everyone and their mother and David Starr had a podcast, Kenny Wallace came on our show. <laughs> and really happy Kenny came on, and, and he's this week's guest. Let's go racing with David Starr. And, and,
3: Kenny, thank you so much for agreeing to do this. Thank you very much. Yep. I'll. Uh, yeah, I'll <laughs> never forget uh, Daryl Waltrip once said, he goes, you know, I won three Winston Cup championships, and I'm a race car driver. He says, but all – Anybody wants to talk about is me being on that that cartoon movie. Uh, they didn't know that he was a race car driver. So I, I learned right away that there's definitely a generation gap. And um, yeah, I really am thankful for everything that's come my way. That, that, that TV, Speed TV, Fox, it saved my career, made it to where uh, I could get sponsorship and I could continue to race. So t- TV was good for me.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You were good for the sport, man. Just uh man, you're a hell of a race car driver. And man, it was amazing. Uh, you know, when you your your audience uh man, you you just brought another element to it, a lot of excitement. And uh, you know, you talked about things uh that you know most of the commentators then uh couldn't really explain. And uh, but man, it was it was amazing to have that opportunity. But it was cool to build a race and do television at the same time, you know. What was that like? You know, how did you, it's, it's weird to take off one hat, put on another,
3: but you did it, man, you did it like you was a pro at it. Well, you know, I think, you know, I, I grew you know, I'm 59. I'm much older than you. Uh, I grew up watching, you know, Ned Jarrett, Benny Parsons, Neil Bond. These were great race car drivers. Wow. And, uh, you know, they did both. Uh, they And they were good at both. And then it, it started sticking, you know, where the, you know, I think John Force had something on sponsored by uh, Fram oil filters at the time. And nice. I, watched, I saw that. And, um, you know, there was a part of me, David, that said, you know, man, if I do TV, that will dilute, you know, people taking me serious as a race car driver. But then all of a sudden it just stuck where, hey, if you do this TV stuff, these sponsors really like it. And they would sponsor me because I was on TV. Um so I got used to it, and uh, you know they they, uh, they let me race on Saturdays when it was the Xfinity Series, and then I'd spend the night, and then we'd get up Sunday and do you know NASCAR race day built by the Home Depot, and uh, <laughs> then they they'd say, well, Kenny, you were on that racetrack yesterday, and so you know it, it just kind of all worked, you know it really did.
1: Yeah, that's amazing.
3: Well, That's awesome.
0: You had a, a so, long career. Now, so let me, let me ask you this, Kenny. Go ahead. Go 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 Uh Let me ask this, Kenny. When when you look back on all of your accomplishments, from the racetrack to the TV side, and and just everything, what what is it that that you're most proud of yourself? What what do you look back when you think of yourself, Kenny Wallace? What do you think of, Kenny?
3: Well, I've had time to think about that now. Uh, I would definitely say, uh, my longevity in the sport, you know, we ran 905 races. Uh, I still, I still have the most starts in the Xfinity series at, you know, 544 races. I'm I'm still the leader in that. And then like, you know, we ran like 344 or 340 something cup races, 12 truck races, uh, I remember those numbers because my last year in 2015, you know, they did something really nice for me and they, they printed it all up and it was a big decal and they they put it in, on the ground in front of my garage area and I looked at it and, uh, you know, I would say that is what I'm most proud of. You know, we were able to get nine Xfinity wins. You know, I, listen, it's like I tell people, there's, there's no secret that... You know, we all wanted to be a Jeff Gordon. And uh I only had so much talent, uh, but just enough talent, uh, to keep me in the game that long. So I, I, I would say what I'm most proud of is my longevity. I was I was there forever and you know, I was probably an I was probably a, a B plus or A minus Xfinity driver, but I was, you know, a C something, you know, cup driver and just able to stay there. And, you know, and the key was, is, is I, I got my own sponsors all the time, uh you know, because I could run my mouth. I'm hyper and mm-hmm. but I'm happy. <laughs> so, you know, that's not a secret either. You know, yeah I was able to stay there because I was able to bring the money. And I think those are the things that I'm most proud of. Well, and okay. all the
2: competitors you raced against and going back to 1988 to as recent as 2015, he definitely raced on this, on the track with this guy. So, what are some David Starr memories? And, and we always saw our guests, too. Tell us the good, the beautiful, the bad, the ugly. What's it like to race against David on the track? And what immediately comes to mind? He
3: he, he kind of – he's kind of like me. He's overly nice. That's it. Always smiling. I yeah. mean, that smile you see right there is 24-7. And always, always said hi to me. And great race car driver, uh, you know, and uh, been in the game a long time. Uh, you know, so – when I think of David, I think of uh, a winner. I think of somebody smiling all the time and, um, you know, just gr- grinds it out like I did, you know, you know, he, he's a grinder.
1: Yeah. So, Kenny, I appreciate that. This is my 25th year this year. And, uh, man, i just hearing you talk, man. I remember as, you know, teenager, kid, watching TV, watching Kenny Wallace and Rusty Wallace and Mike Wallace. <laughs> and that right. was – that I mean that was unheard of you know you you know, you saw Kyle Petty and Richard Petty and Davey Allison and Bobby but man the, you know but the three brothers was incredible you know and and uh just hearing you speak about your career uh you know hearing you talk and you rating yourself but man as i remember it man you were always i mean you were tough in the cup side i mean you were up there i mean you I want to say Dale Earnhardt won two or three races because Kenny Wallace helped him. You know what I mean? And I don't know if that was, I mean, because you helped him. I mean, I, I remember, I remember in victory lane and hearing Dale Earnhardt senior speak and he, and he said, Kenny Wallace, I wouldn't have won this race. It wasn't for, you know, Harmon. I mean, he, and uh, you know, and I don't know, you know, I asked the question, uh, you know, you helped him because you finished second, but man, you had a hell of a, cup career I I just remember you being super competitive Uh, I don't remember how many races you won but man I you know just as good as your brother Rusty was I mean you were competitive uh, very competitive and your brother Mike you know Mike I I remember Mike I don't know how many races he won but man I remember him driving the 12 or the Penske car and man he was he was a force to be reckoned with I don't have all the stats in front of me but you guys were good you know And, and uh Man, you don't stay at at, at the NASCAR level for all the years you stayed at just because you're a damn good spokesperson and you do well for all the sponsors and you're good for the sport and you're great for television and all that. You got There's got to be talent, you know what I mean? And, and the, the people you raced against, Bobby Allison and Dylan Hart Sr. and, and Daryl Waltrip and on and on and on, man, it, it, you know, I think it was stacked even – more than it is today you know but man you were in my eyes you were the man dude you know so uh you know and and i, I know you're being humble, but man you you don't race that many races at that level if you're not one of the all-time best race car drivers it just doesn't happen you know what i mean so uh i think it i think you know you're, you're a little bit humble about it but as i can remember it man you were damn good
3: <laughs> Damn Thank you. good. i appreciate yeah. that well my Rookie Year in the Cup Series, it was a hell of a rookie class. It was Jeff Gordon, Bobby Labonte, and me. And, oh, my uh, God. Yeah, so it it was, uh, you know, it was one of the wildest Rookie of the Year classes ever. And um, But, yeah, I mean, you know, when I look back on my time, you know, I remember, you know, like yesterday, Richard Petty, you know, racing Atlanta, racing his, his – his last race. And then, you know, Jeff Gordon running his first race. And it's just crazy to think that it's all over right now. And, uh, I, I see that, you know, out of other athletes, you know, and you're like, Oh my gosh, you know, it, it's like, what do you mean? Jeff Gordon, uh, isn't racing anymore. What, what, what do you mean Dale Earnhardt Jr. Is not racing anymore? It's just, it's like I was older and I looked at them as kids and now they're retired. And, uh, it is true, you know, but I, I must say, you know, when you look at, at that era, a little bit before me, you know, Harry Gantt went to, you know, 50, 52 years old. And then, you know, David, all of a sudden, I guess about, oh, not 10 years ago, there come that new new um, new era where all the drivers started retiring at 42, 43. I mean, Tony Stewart, Jeff Burton, Bobby Labonte, these guys, at, at you know, and they're, it was literally 42, 43 years old. And I said, wow. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I still to this day love racing. I race all the time, you know. I mean, I ran the most dirt races this year. I ran 74 dirt races. And uh and I, you know, I, I think I love it because I, I work on my own race cars. I, I'm, a, I'm a fabricator, mechanic. You know, I was a crew chief in 1984 for Joe Ruttman. On the lead That's that I'm amazing, man. Right? Man, they're, they're, they're crazy, man. Yeah, and then I, you know, I didn't start racing in. Uh, in I didn't start racing until I was twenty-two. The, you know what I mean? Started dirt yeah. racing at forty-one. So, I just, <laughs> I was way <laughs> late. I was really late on everything, but um, yeah. So I mean, my my career was not normal, and I, I think you know because I started racing so late, I I loved. You know, helping Rusty and Mike and fabricating and, you know, TV found me. I always knew I was going to be a race car driver. That was no doubt. Right. Uh, I was going to make myself one come hell or high water and right. uh, start out in ASA and then eventually made it to NASCAR. It's amazing. One of the things I wanted to ask you, you know,
1: again, I don't have all your statistics in front of me, but I know you've won a lot, lots of NASCAR races, you know, Xfinity, I cut, but you know, I think, you know, my question is, you know, you wasn't driving for Junior Johnson and Roger Pinsky and Hendricks. You know, I asked Kenny Wallace if you had the opportunity then uh to drive for those powerhouse teams, you would have had a lot more wins, I think. You know, I think you know, you talk about Jeff Gordon, these other greats of our sport and you know, you look at what they stepped into when they came into it and they had a, you know, they had a lot of talent some of the all time best drivers, but they really had great crew chiefs, a great organization behind them with plenty of funding, you know. And and I, so I asked the question, if you, you know, uh, if you would have been a, a Roger Penske organization or Rick Hendricks, you would have had a lot more wins. Your thoughts on that?
3: I I am at peace with myself now because when Steve Park got hurt, uh, you know, I got in the Penske car and uh, relieved, you know, relief for, for uh, Steve. And we set quick time at Rockingham. We led that whole race. It got beat on a short pit. And, you know, Joe Nemechek, Andy Petrie, pitted Joe uh, in that Oakland, uh Mobile Homes car he was driving at the right. time. He pitted him probably, 10 laps before us, you know, and Rockingham would grind the tires up. Oh, so, yeah. You know, yeah, Andy pitted him. And, um, you know, we pitted later. And, you know, the, they threw the checker flag. But, you know, that week was pretty incredible. You know, we, uh, we, you know, I hated that Steve got hurt, but got in the Penzo car set quick time run second in the cup race. And the day before, we won, won the Xfinity race. And uh, that was a hell of a week. But, you know, I mean, I'm answering your question. I'm just saying that when I look back, you know, uh, you know, I really wouldn't take anything back. But when I did get in a good car, I did perform. And, and that's what does happen. That's why I'm at peace now. I, I don't, I'm not bitter. I'm not upset. You know, I mean, do I wish I would have got it? I wish I could have stayed in that Pennzoil car but Steve Park, <laughs> Steve, Steve Park convinced him that he was okay and ready to come back and damn it, you know. <laughs> yeah. Love you Steve but man let me drive a couple more months man. <laughs> right?
0: Well, man. Right. And that wasn't man. the only big uh filming opportunity you had. I, I remember uh when you filled in for Kurt Busch uh yeah. in uh in 05 uh I mean you Crazy had some- The race day set, right, Uh, to strap it in, trying to
3: figure that all out
0: real fast, right?
3: Actually, I'm glad you said that because that is an incredible story. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're sitting there on that Sunday morning. I just got done running an Xfinity race on Saturday night. So the next day, you know, we're doing the big show, and, and it's a little controversial, and all of a sudden, you know, you got those earpieces in, and my producer says, Kenny, Jack Roush wants to talk to you. And I and I keyed my button. I said, I ain't talking to Jack Roush. I didn't say nothing bad about him. <laughs> and, 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 and we, we, go to, we go to commercial break. We come back. and They said, no, Kenny, it ain't about TV. You need to talk to Jack Roush. And all of a sudden, somebody brings me a phone on the set during commercial break. And Jack Roush goes, Kenny Wallace, do you want to drive the 97 Crown Royal Cup car today? And I'm like, hell yes. So, you know, <laughs> jump off the TV set. And, oh, my gosh, uh, I'll never forget it. Karen Facing, she did a lot of running for us. She made it easy on us. So we take the golf cart. We go through the tunnel at Phoenix, and we get to the garage area, and there must have been a 1,000 people because, you know, that's when Kurt got in trouble with the law, and, um, you know, they they fired him for that day. And I think that was probably his last race. Uh, But anyway – I, uh, I get in the car, and, man, I thought I was skinny. That kid. <laughs> it, it, I, I couldn't hardly fit in that damn thing. And I'm doing everything. I'm like, okay, it's all good. And then when the when I left, I grabbed, uh, I don't think it was Jimmy Finney, the crew chief, and I said, Jimmy, I said, take a port of power. When everybody clears out, I said, spread that seat open two inches. So, so I run around the pits, and I get Greg Biffle's uniform uh i get i get rusty's helmet and and uh and his earplugs well so you know they start me last and um it was, i could i can't i can't drive a car as loose as he had it so uh they had a rubber in the right rear you know a rubber in the right rear yeah. spring
0: Take and it out. <laughs> uh
3: i i yeah and we stayed on the lead lap the whole damn race and uh never got lapped and uh towards the end of the race i uh Jimmy took that rubber out of the right rear and stuck it in the left rear. And the, that was it, baby. Here there. the hell I come. And <laughs> I, I, think I, I mean, I didn't finish as good as I want, but I got up the 16th. We let the race go too long and, you know, try closing to stagger up and wedge and right. this and that, but it was just too much rear spring split for me. Yeah. And, um, uh, so yes, you're right. That was some, <laughs> I, I was proud of that run too. Uh, and then they let me have a, uh, they let me drive it again the very next week to end the year at Miami Homestead, and uh, I don't know where I finished, but none none of it was bad. Yeah, uh, it was good, you know, just jumping in a strange man's car, and <laughs> uh, that's a it finish. <laughs> yeah, it, it, you know, there's there's there was some, there some, there some crazy stories along the way, but uh, <laughs> I hurt – I was so sore after that race I could hardly walk because like. <laughs> Like my ass, you know, was it was not, <laughs>
2: not right. <laughs> my <ass> massage, Kenny. <laughs> so I have to ask you: you have those two. That was races. a crazy you, deal. You, you bring wow. the car back home in one piece in those two races. I mean, how much? I guess new life does that breathe into you heading into that off season? And are, are you talking with Jack Roush? He put me in the car for 06.
3: You know, I I um somebody wants – now. I'm not. I'm not great. I'm I'm not degrading myself. But I've had some quality people at that time said, Kenny Wallace is a, a, a super sub. He's the best sub driver in NASCAR. You know, and I I really, you know, now that I'm, it, it hurt when they said it back then. But now I agree with it. You know, I mean, you know, you had, you had great race car drivers, man. And, and and like David says, only so many good cars. So, you know, back then you didn't have powerhouse house teams okay so in other words like joe gibbs got three or four cup cars now you know richard Childress got three or four so back then they only had one or two maybe you know maybe and, and if you had three that was big so it was very hard back then you know to get into one of those cars because there wasn't as many um so when i look back on it you know i got a couple opportunities i capitalized on them uh but in the end, it still didn't you know come to fruition where I was you know tabbed the driver and uh, it, like I say now that I'm older, it's all okay and I'm living my best life right now I really am I- I'm having a really good time
0: good. yeah so he- uh, uh I'll jump in real quick David and then go ahead after um uh, you know I-, I think you you mentioned about sponsors the TV thing what what about just just representing the brands you did I think we remember. You know, when, when you took the Aaron Aaron's Dream Machine to the Daytona 500 or, you know, of course, all the Stacker 2 commercials over the years, Jags, We mentioned your role with Speed and and Fox and everything. What what was it like to just be an ambassador and, and represent those brands and those companies in, in the role you did in such a positive way?
3: So I was always in survival. No, I don't want this to come across negative, but. I was always in survival mode, so you have to remember I was young, and and I thought, oh my God, I'm going to be poor. I'm going to live under a bridge in a cardboard box, and you know everything was survival. In other words, my job was to always give the team money, and you know I can remember when I when I decided to retire in 2015, I was literally in the shower, and I and I and, and I mean this humbly. I thought to myself, "Holy crap, I have a lot of money saved, but I feel broke because I was living my life through that race car. I was always having to go get money and give all of it to the team, and it, it 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 was. Although it you know it looked good, and I liked the way you said it. Yes, I could get sponsorship, but the problem was if I did not get it, I wasn't going to race. So." a lot of it was survival mode, you know? And you're right. I did a lot of national TV commercials, uh, you know, and, and every year I went to the Daytona 500 in the Cup Series. There was only a handful of times that I was gonna be in the Daytona 500, but every single time was just complete devastation. You know, I mean, I think a couple times, I mean, w- when I drove that gold double zero Aaron's car, I made the race. I was coming off a turn four to the checkered flag and I had to pass I think Carrier Earnhardt, Art maybe. Um, and he was in a good car. And, and it was for like fifth or sixth. We were wadded up and and I passed him be, before, before the trial and made the Daytona 500. And there was just too much of that. It was exhausting. And to this day, I tell my wife, I said, man, these dumb bitches got it easy now. They just, they're locked in they don't gotta qualify it's a <laughs> <friend>. <laughs> they have <laughs> no then, idea <laughs> oh they have no idea man and, you know and back then I cheated death when I qualified those damn cup cars I mean yes. they, you, know, you go down and turn one at 220 mile an hour and that things wanting to step out and you can feel it yawed out and you're like I'm gonna die and you just stay in the gas and, <laughs> you know and, you'd make the race and it's like, Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> it, just, it just never ended. It was just never ended.
2: But one of the yeah. final so, Daytona 500s you've attempted was with Furniture Racing. And I mean, do you, do you take, I guess, or maybe a little bit of proud in the fact that you were their first driver. They went on to win the 2017 champion, but in 2005, you were their first driver and you made the Daytona 500 with them in 2008 with your teammate, Joe Niemicek.
3: Yeah, that that's a, I'll shorten that story up real quick. So, um, what was Joe's name? I forgot his last name. Probably crew chief. <laughs> so, so anyway, the 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 uh, the, the Furniture Road team. I, I was in. Uh, I was racing the Xfinity cars, driving through the Goulds Pump, and we had we'd set quick time out there. We run third in the race, and they wanted me to come to their shop downtown Denver, Colorado. I did, and they had a huge shop, and they wanted me to become their first Cup driver. Jerry Roberts was their first driver but they wanted me to you know run um you know I, I was their second driver really but a lot of people didn't realize Jerry you know had run their late model around you know the local tracks there but um you know I drove that car I drove that furniture Row car and uh told them a couple things that were wrong with it I told them their motor program was no good they didn't like to hear that uh <laughs> They fired me about halfway through the year. They hired three drivers. They all missed the races: Sterling Marlin, Scott Wimmer. Then they got Nemechek. So anyway, the reason I say that is because uh, they call me up and they they apologize and they say uh, to show you how bad we feel for letting you go, blaming that on you when it was really our motor program and we just weren't up to speed. Uh, we'd like for you to run a second car at the Daytona 500, but, but here's the catch. I said, wow. okay, they set up, um, you know, we're gonna have Joe Nemec's car and your car. If Joe misses the race and you make the race, you gotta let Joe get in the car. And I said, okay, well, it was easy to start. Joe qualified second for the Daytona 500. He's locked in the front row. Um, I don't qualify very good, but the twin 125 comes along and here we come, buddy. And hell, I'm running third on the last lap and ended up fifth, ended up fifth. And, uh, you know, um, that was just, you know, another one of those situations where, you know, when you're a kid, you just want to shove it square up their butt and go, see, I told you, I told you, but, but it was just, it put me at peace, you know, because everybody saw everybody, you know, you don't got to go around the garage and go, see, see, but but after that, you know, they won the championship with Martin Truex, you know, I don't know, eight years later. Right. But, you know, like they said, they they spent a record amount of money. You know, they wanted to prove to everybody that they could do it from Denver. And I think Joe told me they spent an extra $6 million trucking things back and forth and wow. you know, paying for people's apartments. Um, and they paid the price. And in the end, you know, Barney Visser said, I'm out. He got what he wanted, but he paid the price. And uh, we're we're dear friends of this day. Uh, it was a moment in time, but yes that that is a that is a uh, that is that is a short story made for Hollywood or you know ESPN. <laughs> yeah. But it it was the it was the start of Furniture Row, and how it ended. And Barney, this or the owner, you know, a great man, a religious man but come hell or hot water they were going to run that team out of denver and um it was very very expensive but but they won the championship with joe gibbs' help a lot of money spent with gibbs and uh but yeah that was a that was as you can tell it was very easy for me to remember and i you know the story i know the accurate story and uh <laughs> it, you know it was a, it was a good story
1: that's a great story Kenny because i mean you hear stories like that and when somebody when they know that they are wrong, they usually don't come back and try to correct it. It, it says a lot about the character and, the, you know, the way these people are to call you back and say, hey, we were wrong. And not only were we wrong, we want to give you another opportunity and then put yeah. you in the Daytona 500. You know, that's that's amazing. One of the things I wanted to ask you was, you know, I knew that your dad and, and your older brother, Rusty, that I knew you were a hands on guy. Most of us at, Grow up around in the business, you know. You know, nobody gives you anything. You learn it just because that's what you do. You build a frames, you know. You you change your ratio, ring and pinions. You work on race cars, you know. Camber, caster, toe, bumps, you know, just all of it. And man, to see you and Kenny Schrader, what y'all do since you step out of the NASCAR side, I you man, you guys y'all really y'all are just really good for auto racing in general because man y'all travel like you said you have run to most dirt races most races probably anybody in the world uh but man all the kids the young kids and, and and the girls and young kids that race you know i think you being out there and seeing how hard you race and winning races and seeing You know Kenny Wallace. I'm just seeing you at a racetrack's a big deal. You know it's a NASCAR driver and all your successes and everything you've done, and to see you at a three mile, three eighths mile dirt track in freaking Theoria, Kansas or Iowa or wherever, uh, you know. And then you're and you said it earlier. You work on your race car. You fabricate it. You drive it to the racetrack. When people think about Kenny Wallace, Rusty Wallace, Mike Wallace, they don't look at it that way you know what I mean? and when you drive your truck and trailer into the racetrack unload it win races fix it set it up it really inspires these young kids and i think over the years you know you've seen a lot of these kids man i like to talk chassis and setups and, and even today uh kenny and in, in the garage you know when we got some down times you know i'm over talking to the bigger teams and the drivers about hey man you know bump stops and and uh you know and you know, just chassis talk, you know? And a lot of them, they don't understand what I'm saying. They can't talk to me because they don't know, you know? And and I think, man, that's nuts. You don't know about, you know, bump stops and pig tailing and and wedge. And I mean, they have no clue. And and it's blown me away over the years, you know? And you understand what I'm talking about, but Kenny Wallace... Going to a local dirt track, a three-eighths mile dirt track, wherever in the country, get you pull in that plate, pull in that racetrack, unload your race car, work on it, race it, fix it. Man, it, it really inspires our our youth, the future, the future racers of America, whether they make it to NASCAR or or, or not. You know, I think what you do and how you do, I think it really educates young racers on how it needs to be done you know and if you ha- if you're fortunate enough that you have the means or your parents have the means or grandparents where you pay everybody it makes a better race car driver when you know how to build a race car when you understand the springs and shocks and how the race car works and, and I really think you know just your experience and everything you've done and then what you do today really inspires and it makes Auto racing better just because of your knowledge and how
3: you work. I uh well, thank you very much. Uh I think that everybody needs somebody. Uh, I don't think any race car driver stands on top of the car and goes, I did it all myself. I was poor. You know, I lived in a creek, you know. <laughs> that don't happen. <laughs> everybody needs help. We all needed help. But you know, fast forwarding to your comment about me dirt racing. You know, I I had a lot of shortcuts uh, be, because I found myself 22 years old and not even racing. And my brother, Rusty, you know, gave me a lot of knowledge, you know, and I immediately went asphalt racing. Well, when, when I got, you know, towards the end of my NASCAR career, I said, boy, I really wanna learn how to race dirt cars. Because A.J. Foyt, Mary Andretti, they'd run the Indy 500. And then they'd go an hour down the road to, you know, the Terre Haute, Indiana, Terre Haute Action Track, and, You know, when you look at A.J. Foyt, Mary Andretti, and all those guys, whether it's Dale Senior, uh, you know, they were – they could do it all. They could race asphalt. They could run road courses. They could run dirt. And I I found myself, uh uh-oh, all I'm doing is running asphalt. I just run asphalt. And uh I wanted to try dirt. And uh so I so I I started trying it and I wasn't very good at it, you know. So I I felt like it was a video game. I just had to keep trying, you know, keep trying. And um got very competitive at it. And uh, you know, and then when I was doing it, I had, you know, I had one employee, you know, always paying that employee, you know, you know, 50 grand a year, you know, spending. Couple hundred thousand on the dirt car, and now over the last five years, uh, I'm just not willing to do it. I got older and couldn't get any help, so I had to just, I had to go go do it all myself. And uh, but, but you you mentioned one thing that is true. About five years ago, people started seeing me just show up at the race tracks with me and one other guy, and me always driving the truck and trailer, you know. And then it, it seemed like they all Calm down until then they thought i was bringing in you know they the fans nicknamed it on a lower level they said that hey, wallace got that nascar money you know and, <laughs> and that became very popular That's... and i play. i went with it yeah but um, uh, you know you, you have to earn a lot of these great racers respect but when they see you doing it all it all just slowly calmed down and it stopped uh there, there's a price to pay, you know, to doing good in anything. You, and you know this. If if you have a good business and you're making money, you, you know, a lot of your local friends get mad at you. I mean, it's it's like that in anything. So going and running dirt, David, it was fun. And I and I and yes, I put a lot of attention on dirt racing because of speed TV. You right. know, they'd say they'd say, What are you doing this weekend? I said, I'm going to Lakeside, Kansas. And, you know, and boy, they—you know—it was big. Th- those race tracks would call me up, so I did shine the spotlight on all these local tracks because I was on Speed TV. Then, and it took me a long time to, you know, bring some of these great competitors. You know, I once had a, a, a great race car driver named Jonathan Davenport. He mentioned one time he goes, "Herman, you don't, you don't need any money." I'm like, "You're right, I don't." But, you know, I'm I'm looking for respect, and. Yes. uh and I earned that, and I got it. So, yeah, it was. It, that's a multi, you know, everything you said was a mouthful, and there's yes. so much involved in that, you know.
1: Absolutely.
2: Absolutely.
0: we got time for about one more question before we need to move on to news and notes. Dom, go ahead and wrap us up, and we'll go to news and notes here.
2: Yeah, Kenny, you were mentioning earlier about 900 and some national series races that you've run off the top of your head. How many of them do you think you can recall or remember the
3: details, or how many of those races do you think you remember? But, well, you know, listen, I'm not, I'm not I'm not a cliche guy like Daryl Walter whatsoever. However, <laughs> I, I, re- I, I remember all my wins and I remember all the bad times, all the rest in the middle. You know, um, you know, listen, we we had some great races that weren't wins, you know, but uh, I remember uh, I, I, you know, I mean, like I said, I remember all my Xfinity wins and holes, but um you know, there I remember the worst, you know, going down the back straightaway at Loud New Hampshire. Um, you know, and breaking the rear end out, you know, it turn three at Loud, New Hampshire. That's where Kenny Irwin got killed, Adam Petty got killed. And you know, turn three there, you know, it's got that that uh that drop off, you know, it, mm-hmm. it elevation drop. Yep. And um I, I broke a rear end right there, trailing arm, spun around hit. Hit my head, 1991. Wow. Hit my head on the uh, B pillar of the car, A pillar, B pillar. Bam! Because 91, we didn't have the Hans or nothing, right? And uh, they told me, said they say, "Can you get out of the car and, and, and just sit, lay down right here? We, we wait for the ambulance." Next thing I knew, I, I thought I was at home sleeping, and I woke up, and I was, you know, I had a positional vertigo, a concussion. Uh, that changed the trajectory of my life because I was leading the championship over Bobby Labani. I lost it because I couldn't race the next race. Um, so, you know, when you say, what do you remember? I remember the good and the bad. You know, and the stuff in the middle is just kind of all in there.
0: Like it.
1: Absolutely. Wow. Great.
0: That's awesome. Kenny, I uh, would love to have you stick around here. we got a, a couple more segments to do before we wrap up. Uh, got some questions that people send in. We'll uh, have answer here in just a bit. But first, uh, Dom, to the uh, news and notes of the top headlines around the sport, let's uh, kind of go rapid fire. There's so much to get to one by one. Uh, start out with uh, some rule changes, right? We'll get to the rule changes in a second. But before, it's just what the doctor ordered, guys. Just remember that
2: Let's Go Racing is partnered with Ollie Pop Beverages. Ollie Pop Beverages – are loaded with prebiotics, botanicals, and plant fiber, and you can get 15% off your order at Ollipop.com by using the code Let's Go 15 or David Star. Man, dude, I know you'd like this flavor. Competes with uh, an unnamed competitor, right? Tastes exactly like it. Really, really good stuff. I know David's had some there on hand as well. On to our news and notes, rapid fire this week. NASCAR announced some rule changes on Tuesday, January 31st, that will impact how we see some racing going on in the 2023 season. Among some of those changes include the elimination of stage cautions at some of the road course races. Now, that rule will not apply at some of the standalone truck and Xfinity road course races, but we'll see that in the Cup Series. A lot of this data came from Fan Council data, and NASCAR wanted to implement some changes moving forward this year. Also, related to competition news, you will no longer see a crew chief get suspended for four races for loose wheels that come off in races. However, you will see two crew members out for two races, and depending if that happens during a caution or a race, penalties within the race will happen for that.
0: Okay, and then uh, also you have uh, the playoff factor if you you no longer have to be in the top 30 to make the, uh, make the playoff uh, with a win. And uh, you can't rim ride like a Ross Chastain anymore either. Uh, among the rule changes, that's officially been banned. Kenny, uh, let's start with you. What do you think of these uh, these rule changes entering 2023?
3: Well, you know, I'm like yeah, I'm like this. I'm like okay, but I come up, I come in from an era where you just left things alone for a while. It seems to me, as much as I love NASCAR. I just wish I could sit down with them and go, why do you insist on always changing rules? Why? Why why can't we go from one year to the next? And I know what they're going to say. You know, we're in this new era. We're trying to make everything better. Uh, Now, listen, I agree with the Ross Chastain deal because even (laughs) Ross, when he got out of the car, you know, I think it was, it could have been after that or, you know, somewhere within the next three days. He says, yeah, that was, that was something that was not fun. He says, um, Basically, he said something as, you know, he, he abused himself. It was an enormous when you look at the in-car camera. It, you know, it could have been a concussion, slight one. Uh, I don't think it's – I mean, yes, it's exciting. You know, let, let the drivers kill themselves if they want. Let them fly into the fence if they want. But that takes a lot of balls, and, and that could go bad. So I agree with that. As far as – as far as, as, far as up. Uh, no stage racing in in road course racing. I you know I'd like you know I don't want to hear why, but I'm sure they just broke it down. You know and uh, I mean it just never ends. There you know there you know it, it, there'll be something new all the way up to the Daytona 500. So uh, you know it gives me good content. So for my YouTube, for my YouTube show, you know <laughs> NASCAR changing rules again. <laughs>
0: Imagine that. Uh, David,
1: uh, what do you think about these changes? You know, you know, I'm just kind of like Kenny, you know, uh, you know, there's so many rule changes so often, you know, it'd be just be nice if we could run, you know, three or four years and just keep it consistent, you know, uh, uh, you know, it's just, you know, just last year, there was rule change this year. It's just, you know, I, I just, wish they could find a common set of just rules and, and, and let's just stand by it and keep racing, you know? And, uh, so I just not real sure why this constant, I understand it, but you know, too many rule changes every year, you know, we need to start being consistent keep the same ones, uh, on, on the Ross chest thing, thing, you know, I, you know, I, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, I, I knew something was coming. I didn't know that was going <laughs> to, you know, mandate it, they're not mandated, but, you know, uh, you know, uh, but uh, I don't know, I just, uh, you know, all the rule changes to me, it's just, uh, I, it's hard to keep up with all of it, you know, I think it confuses the, the, the fans, and, uh, you know, and, and I didn't think anything was wrong with the way it was, you know, so uh, sure. the Ross Chess thing, I understand, you know, it's a safety hazard, not only for the drivers, for the competitors and, uh, you know, and possibly for the fans, you know. So I, I don't think that's a bad rule change right there.
0: Yeah. Uh, Dom, plenty more to get to. Plenty more to
2: get to. Let's go to some driver news. So looking at 2023, Kenny was mentioning earlier in the show how he used to really put it all to try to make the Daytona 500, but there's one driver who's going to get to make his Cup Series debut in a guaranteed spot. Riley Herbst will be making his Daytona 500 debut Racing for Rick Ware Racing's number 15 entry in the Daytona 500 with sponsorship from Sunny Delight. That deal got announced on Tuesday, January 31st. Riley Herbst, a staple in the Xfinity Series, one of David's competitors the last few years, will make that jump to the Cup Series. And speaking of driver news, some staple names in the Cup Series, some past and present drivers, Bobby Labonte, Ryan Newman, and Brad Keselowski will all partake in the SRX Series full-time, as well as Haley Deegan in the NASCAR Truck Series.
0: Isn't that uh, incredible? And, and that was part of the move of moving to Thursday was to allow potential uh, opportunity for that. Kenny, uh, ESPN says that this is their way of bringing back Thursday night Thunder, SRX with some big names
3: here. Now now we got to see you out there, Kenny. I, I love the SRX series. I think it's absolutely fantastic. It has really helped local short track racing out. You know, here's the way I look at that. Uh, winston rjr you know winston you know the cigarettes back in the day they paid for everything and you know all the local short tracks had a winston sign they they paid for the billboards so winston would go to lakeside kansas they would go to topeka kansas they'd go all over the united states and and they would pay for a, a, a signage you know showing your your top five at your racetrack and you won the winston championship and it was a big deal and uh when Winston quit, you know, when they got out of the sport, they just, they, they quit doing it. And uh, I feel like SRX is kind of a way to shine the spotlights in a big way on local short track racing. Because to me, it's not so much about the SRX series or the cars themselves going to that local racetrack. It's like, okay, hey. We're going to have Haley Deegan. We're going to have Ryan Newman. We're going to have Helio Castroneves. We're going to have these world-class race car drivers, you know, <clears throat> Indy car drivers, you know, oh, you know, stock car drivers. And, oh, by the way, it's on national TV. And they're coming to your little video old racetrack. And, and I think that just makes everybody go finally, you know, because so many people were getting – you know, dirt racing fans were – were upset with NASCAR. They fell out of love with him because you know they felt like they forgot him for so many reasons. So I think the SRX series is fantastic. I enjoy it. Uh, I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome for short track local racing.
0: Yeah, Uh, David uh, SRX was recently. uh, There were some numbers thrown out there that even though it's just a six race package, that they're valued at about. $50 million already entering year three and this new TV deal with ESPN going on Thursday nights, the names that they're bringing in, the Daleks has mentioned here. um, This should be a big year for SRX. Man,
1: it it sounds like it, you know, the third year and, uh, you know, uh, with the TV package behind it, Thursday night, prime time. I mean, that's, that's, you don't get much better than that, you know, I just, Looking back on Thursday Night Thunder, you know, back from Arizona, Tucson, wherever it was. I mean, that was a big deal. And man, local, you know, all the racers couldn't wait for Thursday Night Thunder to happen, you know. And I remember Greg Biffle, you know, Greg Biffle came to NASCAR through that. And, uh, you know, and just listen to Kenny talk. I I think the XRX series has been good for short track racing because, like, you know, was it Five Flag Speedway there in, in Pensacola, Florida? I mean, that was a big even Nashville. Yeah, NASCAR. I mean, that was man. There's so many short track racers that race at all these racetracks across the country, and uh, you know, they we you know, over the years, our NASCAR's gotten so big that we stopped going to these short tracks. You know, used to go to what was it? Uh, uh, there in uh, Newton, Iowa. Uh, uh, not Newton. Iowa Iowa Speedway. You know, Iowa Speedway, and now the Xfinity don't race there anymore. And Then there was another one in uh, God dang it. little short track, but man, we used the truck series and Xfinity series. We used to do five, six short tracks, you know, and now over the years we've gotten away from the grassroots of where we all came from. So what the SRX series is doing is going back to these short tracks around the country with all these, you know, world superstars of NASCAR, IndyCar, and, uh, man, I just think it's it's just good for racing in general to, to, to get go back to the grassroots. So uh, I think everything about this SRX series is awesome.
0: Yeah, I think so. Uh, speaking of TV with ESPN, Dominic, uh, report out this week from Sports Business Journal that sounds like Fox and NBC want to extend their contracts with NASCAR, and we might have a streaming partner involved uh, with NASCAR as well.
2: According to the Sports Business Journal, it sounds like Amazon might be the biggest heavy hitter to try and get the conversation rolling as far as streaming services and having some sort of NASCAR exclusive rights deal. The article also talks about too, Tyler, how that may not be to NASCAR's liking because they wanna have a broad reach as much as possible with all their teams and sponsors, etc. right? But that's not to say Amazon couldn't come in with some sort of sweet deal. Fox and NBC have an exclusive window to start negotiating, and those sources within that article cite that it's going smooth right now, but that's not to say we could see some other partners throw their name in the hat, but it looks like Fox and NBC
0: seem to be the biggest serious heavy hitters as of right now. So, so David, I, I got a question for, for people of, you, of, of your age, no offense. Uh, <laughs> if they're putting NASCAR races on Amazon Prime or streaming services, is that going to make things difficult for whether it's older fans or even sponsors, whatever it may be, to try to find NASCAR if they go away from some traditional television to do more streaming stuff? Or you think that could be a good thing to attract a younger audience like what F1's done with their Netflix series?
1: Man, you know, I think there's some good and positives in all of it. You know, most, most older generation people don't really know how to stream Stream anything, you know, and uh, but you know, your new race fans obviously everything's streaming, you know, going to streaming, so uh, you know, I, I don't know, you know, I, I really don't have an answer for that. I uh, you know, I uh, I think it's good for the the new fans that you know that we obviously we need new fans in the sport, but we we definitely don't want to forget about the ones that have been here forever, you know what I mean? So uh, that's a tough one, you know, so I, I myself. I don't, you know, I don't stream much of anything because I don't know how, to be honest with you. You know what I mean? I, if I can't, you know, you know, if uh, a television can't record it, then I don't watch it, you know. So, uh, I don't know, man. Just uh, that's a hard one on me.
0: Kenny, if- we mentioned you worked uh, in TV with Fox for a long time. They've been in this sport uh, since 01. NBC got a long relationship as well. Uh, what, what do you make of just uh, where this seems to be headed Still likely having Fox and NBC around and maybe Amazon
3: part of the equation, too. So, you know, like you said, I worked for Fox 15 years. I was in all the meetings. They We we, we saw it coming, you know, 15 years ago. We, we knew that, you know, Netflix and Hulu and, you know, that was going to be the new younger generation. The days of Channel 2, 4, and 5 at your local house, you know, uh, kind of having fun, you know, the, the rabbit ear days are, are, are over, they're gone. Uh, and you know, the older generation, they talk about, I want to watch those races on free TV. Well, listen, those days are gone. They're totally gone. Uh, everybody's got apps on their phones. Every dirt race I want to watch, I'm watching on flow TV, dirt vision. Uh, you know, that's the only way you'll watch all those races. But listen, I pay $150 a year. For Flow TV, and I love it. I sit on my couch with my earbuds in. My wife watches what she wants to watch, and and, and she goes, "Do you got dirt races tonight?" You know, <laughs> you know this, this is this is during January. You know, in February when it's still snowing up here in St. Louis. So, um, so you know, streaming. That's not you know. I mean, saw that coming a long time ago. You're right because uh, my boss and everybody we talked about it. Uh, as far as the TV contract, uh, I watched Steve Phelps say something that kind of caught my ear. He, he 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 said that, and he was telling this to uh, you know people that own you know stock at ISC. We all know it's NASCAR. NASCAR still owns International Speedway Corporation. You got SMI. All these people have stockholders. So Steve Phelps said last week, he said, uh, you know, we've had we've had other proposals, and I thought, oh, that, you know, that that's business, but that's brave. So you got NBC, you have Fox, and they're gonna renegotiate, but they ain't gonna get the kind of money that they've been getting because, and here's why. Because when you look at the ratings, they're nowhere near close to what they used to be. Okay, we used to have 7 million people watch the Daytona 500. Now, now you got 4 million. It, it, it's it's very easy to see why they're not going to get as much. However, now we got players, pop, uh, plural. You got NBC, you got Fox, you might have Amazon. It's kind of like sponsoring race cars now. No, You know, hardly anybody's got one sponsor. They got 10. And I see that's what NASCAR is doing the same way. Now, you know, is NASCAR as strong as they used to be? No, but they're still incredibly viable. You know, it's true. We used to put 250,000 people in Daytona 500. Now we're sold out on 100,000. But you still got to remember, count to 100,000. That's a lot of damn people. You know, so, you know sold out at, at Phoenix at 60,000. These are still enormous numbers. And you know, 30-something races, Uh, NASCAR is not as strong as it used to be, but they're still, I'd say, you know, listen, to me, they're the second biggest spectator sport, and that was per uh, NBC. You have NFL, and who's got the second most spectators? You know, maybe college football, but, you know, NASCAR is, as bad as we want to talk about NASCAR, they're still strong. Are the numbers as big? No, but they're still they're not going anywhere. And, and they're rebuilding. And you know, there's a lot of stopping starting along the way, but they they still they're still the show, and they're not going anywhere. and And you can see that by, you know these TV companies, they want we we call it content. We got a TV and we need stuff to put in the TV. What can we buy to put in the TV? And that's why Netflix, Hulu, they make TV shows cost them a lot of money to make those TV shows, you know, uh, you know, there are a lot of famous, you know, shows, you know, on, on on all that streaming right now. It takes them millions of dollars to make those shows, but they make it up. And I I think NASCAR is looking at that business model of, like you said, NBC, Fox, Amazon, you you might have three or four different TV people, you know, streaming or showing, showing NASCAR.
0: Well, Uh, and, uh, According to the Sports Business Journal report, they were saying that NASCAR will probably see a slight increase from what they're making now. But, I mean, that's going to be driven by competition of interest, um, not necessarily by Fox or NBC wanting to give them more money. But if they have to compete for said money, then the costs will probably go up. They'll get some increase of some sorts, but not a lot necessarily uh as far as that goes. Uh we'll get to our Ask David segment. We'll we'll get questions uh for Kenny and David coming up in just one moment. You may be asking how do I get involved? Send questions in. You can submit questions to us each and every week on Facebook, Twitter, and by email, David at gmail And uh, let's go ahead and get to uh, the inbox for our uh, first uh questions uh on the show this week for Kenny Wallace and uh Kenny, uh the uh, first question in the inbox, uh, this one, it uh comes from Richard. Richard wants to know, Kenny, what is your best story about your brother Rusty?
3: <laughs> oh man, you know, uh that, let me see here. Hold on. Well, I, 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 you know, one that drops. I, I got one that kind of comes to my mind. You know, everybody comes from somewhere. So when people start out, nine out of ten times they start out as nobody. Somebody, there's somebody, but they're not, they're not famous. So um, one funny story about Rusty was uh, we were racing at Bearfield Raceway in Fort Wayne, Indiana. They had a couple of big shows up there. Well, fr- the promoter wanted us to come up there a day early. and and, and we was in the truck and trailer, me, Paul Andrews, which was our quickies. Yeah, me, Paul Andrews and Rusty. So we go up there and we drive from TV station to TV station, like two or three with the truck and trailer. So we get back to the hotel and you know this was way before the NASCAR days, but Rusty wanted to make it so bad that he was willing to promote himself, he knew. We got back to the hotel, we rushed into the room, and turned on. He turned on the TV to watch. I watched this. Rusty turned on the TV to see himself on, on, you know, the channel five, you know, five o'clock news. And the TV wouldn't come in clear. And as old Barry Dodson would say, you know, <laughs> you know, "Bless his heart." You know, he's gone now. But but the bug fights were on. We couldn't get a. Rusty was so mad. He took that TV picked it up and it against the wall in the hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, you know, you know, it, it's just it's just the story of somebody that wanted it so bad. We worked all day long, went to these three TV stations, and we ran back to the hotel room rusty wanted to see himself, damn it. <laughs> he destroyed that TV because that's when the TV sat, you know, this is back in the 80s. It's when the TV sat on on the you know furniture. He picked it up and tossed it. <laughs> So damn yeah. bugs were fighting, couldn't get rid of the bugs. Yeah, the bugs <laughs> find <fight> it. Fuck <laughs> oh,
0: wow. that, that's a
3: great story. What a that's great a-
1: story, <laughs> man. what a great story. Hey, Kenny, Rusty needed freaking social media back then.
3: Man, I'll tell you what—that that social media. It it is um, it is the root of all evil. It it <laughs> it it is definitely not made the world a better place. But we are all. Everybody is so addicted. Even if you're not on it, somehow you find your way in the middle of it. And uh, boy, <laughs> you know, I mean, the, the the cat, the Pope is on there. The pre, all the presidents. I mean, anybody, everybody, just anybody. Largest companies it. in the world, they got to have presentation. Social media is here to stay, but boy, it sure has created chaos.
0: Got a uh, another question in the inbox. Uh, this one's from uh, Twitter. Add a uh, Felice goes roar uh, that th- that might be Dominic's wife actually. Uh, <laughs> as soon as this question maybe. I think yeah, maybe. Uh here it is. kidding uh, <laughs> uh, from Dominic's wife, actually. Uh what new hobby or hobbies have you picked up since you stopped racing in NASCAR? Grandbabies,
3: four of them. <laughs> yeah, I love them so much. Uh, they're just. You know, there, there's an old joke. If I known grandbabies were gonna be this good, I'd have skipped my kids. You know, so, <laughs> we, you know, you know. We got we got a we got an 18 by 36 swimming pool. We, you know, me and Grammy spent a lot of money on a massive playground set. Uh, they're loving. They're not spoiled, but they're awesome kids. And uh, you know, that's pretty much my hobby. And you know, um, just you know, we do what we got to do you know, to take care of the family. And, uh, you know, that, that that's really it. I mean, I, I'm watching my St. Louis Cardinals and my Blues, but the <laughs> grandbabies are my hobby.
2: <laughs> oh, and your YouTube page, too, right? You've been racking up a big following on that. That's got to be a fun oh, part of your side yeah, thing to do in there, too. I,
3: yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I guess you could say my hobby. I had a buddy talk me into the Kenny Wallace, Kenny Wallace show on YouTube. And it's, <laughs> it, it is it is doing fantastic. And uh, it's it's better than I could have ever thought we never I'm like what do you want me to do head on down on the Mexican border and you know <laughs> say man look at this they're fighting and I'm thinking I'm gonna bring back world news you know you know videos of me racing my dirt car but in the end my niche was sitting right where I'm sitting right now and and giving my opinion on on NASCAR topics it just hell. I gave an opinion on why Carl. Le- I said Carl Edwards left NASCAR with a broken heart, Five hundred and fifty thousand views. Wow. I'm like, what in the world? You know, give my opinion on the Kenny Wallace show about about Kyle Larson and Bubba Wallace fighting. Four hundred thousand views. And I'm like, I never saw that coming. You know, but uh, but yeah, that I guess that's a hobby. So, Harm. Everybody
1: wants to hear what you got to say, man. You've been there and done it, and uh, they want to hear your opinion. It matters.
3: I think. I think. I think. What it is, David? It's like me and you meeting up in a bar one night, and hey, Herm, You know, I say to you, David, do you want to have a beer? And it's like, and you go, man, what do you think about that NASCAR race? Same thing. <laughs> it's the same thing, David. Yeah. You know, fan, fans go. Man, what do you think about them new rules?
1: <laughs> Absolutely, man. <laughs> yeah,
3: that's
1: a half a million people want to hear what you your opinion on it. You know, it's amazing.
3: And yeah, yours, that's great
0: yeah. guys. Uh, we're we're almost out of time, but I, I want to end uh, on this. We actually have racing going on this week. Believe it or not, the uh, clash. So much for an offseason, season uh, is going to be Sunday night. Uh, the bi week before the uh, Super Bowl. Kenny, I, I just want to ask you here, what, what do you make of the clash? And uh, you, you excited about it, about seeing this all unfold Sunday night? What's, uh, what's your thoughts?
3: First of all, you know, listen, NASCAR's trying. They're trying. It, is it the perfect racetrack? Hell no. Are they going to wreck? Hell yeah. Uh, but still, everybody that hates it, they're going to watch it. it. It's it's on, it's at nighttime. It's on, it, it's on a, you know, I mean, it's unbelievable. So, I mean, I know I'm going to watch it. You know, because it's so awesome. <laughs> what about you, David? You looking forward to the clash on Sunday? Man,
1: I'm looking forward to it. You know, it wouldn't have been my, you know, I don't think it's the perfect racetrack. It's going to be a lot of action. People going to be mad. They're going to be wrecking each other. But, man, I'm going to be tuned in like everybody else. And kind of like what Kenny said, you know, I've heard – a lot of negative comments from uh, from a lot of race fans and racers themselves, but they're going to be the first one sitting in front of that television with some popcorn watching it. I can, I can assure you that. So, uh, you know, I think NASCAR is trying hard. You see the changes in our schedule, a lot of changes going on the last couple of years, you know, NASCAR is trying to, you know, they're trying to find an niche, bring on some new fans and uh, you know, some of it's working, some of it's not, but, you know, I can assure you that all five, all four of us, are going to be glued to that television watching it. So uh, it's going to be exciting, I'm sure.
0: Well, well Dominic, what, what's interesting to me is, you know, uh, it's it's a true exhibition. Uh, there's going to be, you know, probably over four million people watching on the big Fox network. We're not going to that track ever again this year. It is a truly one-off event. Has no effect on points or anything like that. But it's still going to be must-see TV. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's the first NASCAR
2: race of the calendar year. And there's so much hype around it. You see the advertisements during the football games and, and they have a lot of star studded people that are going to be out there in LA and, and NASCAR thinking outside the box, trying something new. It's going to be the second year of it. And Oh, by the way, it's under the lights this year.
0: We'll see how it goes. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, Kenny, before we go, tell people where uh, they can find you and check out what you're up to and, the Kenny Wallace show and all that great stuff, man.
3: Thank you. Yeah. We're just, uh, you know, we're on all social medias, you know, Twitter, Kenny underscore Wallace, just that simple. And then on Instagram, same thing, Kenny underscore Wallace or Kenny Wallace 36. You'll find me Snapchat. Facebook is awesome. That's a big one. And, uh, of course, uh, just go to YouTube. It's just Kenny Wallace and we call it the Kenny Wallace show. And, uh, Yeah, thank you very much. And we have a good time with it. We always got content. There's a lot out there.
0: (laughs) That's terrific. Uh, Real quick before we go, kind of go around the room. Uh, David, what's going on with you this week? Uh, I know you'll be watching The Clash Sunday, but uh, like me, you're trying to survive this ice storm right now.
1: We're trying to survive this ice storm. Uh, Man, just trying to finish up some of my sponsor contracts and uh, announce some news real quick and real soon. And uh, man... Trying to get back to my shop, but, man, you know what we're dealing with here, ice and, and snow. And uh, so, uh, man, the race of season starting right around the corner. And, uh, man, I'm going to be glued to the television on Sunday Sunday evening watching the race and uh, looking forward to the Super Bowl
2: as well. Yeah, for sure. How about you, Dominic? Be spending it with the family. We're going to be heading to Grants. We'll oh. be celebrating some birthdays and just catching up with a lot of people. It's going to be a lot of fun, and we're really happy to baptize our son this past week. So we're on cloud nine right now, man. Very good. Very
0: good. Awesome. Kenny, uh, what are you got going these uh, next few days, man?
3: Man, you, you caught me at the right time. Our, our family vacation, uh, all 12 of us, me and my wife, our three daughters, their husband, our four grandbabies, we're headed to, uh, Havo. Um, my brother, Rusty's got a really nice resort that he owns down there. And, uh, so we're going to be down there and we'll be watching the race on Sunday night too. And, uh, you know, it, it's kind of wild, you know, the, it, it it's like the year starts in February. So uh, tomorrow's, you know, I think the year starts.
0: <laughs> yes. You know, uh d- does Rusty give you a nice discount at that resort?
3: He does. He 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 lets. He's incredible. I just I leave a big ass tip because you know, it's a wonderful it's a wonderful place that he owns, and uh, Jeff Gordon and Rick Hendrick they all go down there and use it, and boy, it's just incredible and. Stephen Wallace, my nephew, says it best. He, he, he's Rusty's boy. He says, Uncle Kenny, you're going to go down or you're going to pull up. And you're going to go in that place and you're going to go. I cannot believe my brother owns this place. So <laughs> we're, we're excited to go down there and take it all in. And, uh, you know, the whole family needs it. I got great kids. They work hard for a living and uh, everybody's ready for a break. So we'll be headed down there Saturday.
0: Awesome. That's awesome. Uh, That's great. Guys, uh, we're out of time. It's been a lot of fun. This uh, show certainly flown by today. Uh, We'll be back again here with you next week and look back on The Clash and uh, recap that and look ahead to Daytona where we'll all be here in uh, just a few weeks from now. As always, subscribe to the show. New episodes out each and every Wednesday, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. Leave us a five-star review or don't leave us one at all. Hit the like button, and uh, we certainly would appreciate that. And as always, check us out on social media Facebook, Twitter, as well as uh, by email, uh, David Star Podcast at com. For David Star, Dominic Coloragon, and Kenny Wallace of Tyler Jones, thanks so long. let has been another good show. Let's go racing. We'll see you next week.